37, 16. I cross the snowy lot alone behind the shuttered auto zone, cutting the corner to get home where grandma's bread might atone for a night as cold as stone. Thinking of my door and wreath, I was shocked from reverie by a man brushing his teeth. Snow doesn't stop hygiene, I said, which made him spit. I paused to revel in my wit. I crossed my arms, slightly nervous. T. Brooks, he said, at your service. I said my name and shook his hand. Well, he gripped his jacket as he began. Ever seen snow west of the mountains? Three years ago, but hey, who's counting? Was it as bad back then as now? T. Brooks asked me with a bow. That snow... That year was heavy and wet. It filled travelers with regret. To shovel it spelled your doom. This you can brush off with a broom. You're a man that knows snows, he crowed. Truth be told, I slowed and lowered my tone. It's not the snow, it's the cold. Stepping outside, I got a lungful. I could feel each icy breath. If I'm not careful, I'll catch my death. That's exactly what I said when I left my grandma's bread and on the door my wreath of green in search of 3716. The block was quiet as a tomb. I sent a message to my engine room. My face and lungs are ringing alarms. If I continue, will they be harmed? We don't think anything bad'll happen as long as you take her slow, Captain. The snow in the alley went over my boots. The night and the cold were in cahoots. Two great hounds behind a small fence raised their voices in recompense. Like whips over ears, their barks cracked. Go back, they cried. The deck is stacked. The night does not belong to you. You'll be devoured before it's through. With fence so small and hounds so great, it took my all not to hesitate. I looked both ways, then crossed the road to where the walk had been shoveled. A young man stopped to lean, admiring all he had cleaned, and bid me a warm, Hello! My pace, which was already slow, I kept. But from my lips a greeting leapt. Had I known how few paths I'd meet, perhaps I'd have done more than greet, and offered him my thanks as well, but that was something only time would tell. Though his house was painted green, it was not 3716. I saw some light shining through, which bade me continue move, and though the paths remained few, to say there were none would not be true. The walk was shoveled at a corner lot. Porch lights were on, a bright spot. Wooden chimes kept a tomb, chased away the gloomy doom. It seemed so pleasant, I thought of dozing, until I was found or frozen, or perhaps pound on the door for prayer, I imagined but did not dare, thinking it likely the occupants would view my knocking with offense if on a night so dark and deep I interrupted them their sleep. Forsaking petitions for my mission, on I went like chattel driven, plodding toward my destination, lest my will be completely shaken. From the snow to turrets rose. The windows were as eyes closed. Thy countenance is grim and mean, and on it lies thirty-seven sixteen. Set before me I must choose between the snow that fills my shoes and the cold that fills my heart, or break my word and thus depart. I long to warm my hands and feet, then to continue down this street, but that would mean entering thirty-seven sixteen, where the bread flakes like ash and the dead taste repast. The sore choice between this dwelling, or a voice like unseen fist compelling. I coined the word, it was a helling of happiness, it was dearth, sent to purpose hell on earth. 
Perhaps it was the lack of light that made me choose the black of night. I did not knock. I did not stop. Through deep snow, I did walk around the jagged splitting block. Past the coin, laundry mat, the auto lube and tipping hat. Since my cheeks were turning blue, I decided to cut through the parking lot of AutoZone, trimming the corner to get home, where Grandma's bread might atone for a night as cold as stone. As I said before, behind the store, T. Brooks stood on snowy moor, brushing his teeth and brushing them more. T. Brooks flashed a dentulous grin. I took what passed as a sensuous sin, for I could see his gums were bleeding. Brushing was not what he was needing. Still, he brushed and brushed and brushed. He brushed and brushed his gums to mush. Come with me. I'll see you're fed. At home I have my grandma's bread. You talk of a drop of hope. A dram of goodness, a bit of rope. You think me on a slippery slope, but all I need is more mouth soap, T. Brooks said with a flourish, spurned my attempts to nourish. When I brush them, they don't chatter. It's cold as stone, that's all that matters. I nodded and rocked my feet until T. Brooks began to recede. You know where to find me, he cried as I made my retreat. That was never a mystery. The great hounds now only whine, passing them a second time. I see the light I left on, spilling across the snowy lawn, distance like a Rubicon, between a dark without a dawn, and a night I now retread, for a bite of destoning bread, homing bread, atoning bread, breath of bread now break like frozen water on a lake.